The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofa. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson. Returning guest Charlie Clawson, it's been too long uh, since we've had him on the show. In fact, we were just talking about the fact that it was almost a year ago because... I was in the process of writing my new show last year and I told you exactly what it was going to be like and what I was aiming for and it was nothing like any of those things. DVD available <laughs> in about a month. Uh, anyway, it's Greg Berent. How are you, my friend? Yeah, really good, man. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You look like, good. You thanks, look, man. Yeah, you've got uh, I that. I appreciate that. Yeah, when you, even when you walked in today and I asked you, I said, how are you? And you were just straight away, you, know, you were like, yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, what's going on? Um, I, you know, a lot... I went away actually. Like uh, I saw you, and then uh, and then Australia. So tell me about that because you're going back again. So you I must have it. had a good time. I'm a glutton for punishment. Well, tell I me, loved tell, it. tell me about the Australian trip last time. So I did two weeks of the festival, and then I did the road. I the did road the road show. show. Yeah, yeah. Now, where did you go on the road show? The comedy because I did the first road show in 1999. It was the first one they ever did, and back in those days, they didn't have different ones. Like right. it was just one road show that went for six weeks. Yeah. And I was on the whole thing. And so that's the only one I've ever been on. So tell me what that experience is like. Tell people at home what you, what, what, what you mean by the road show. Where did you go? Uh, it was so – it's what it, like it's six of us, right? Uh-huh. Six comics. And was and it the same six comics? Pretty much. Right. So you're like a Scooby gang. Do you have a van? Is there a Tarago involved at some stage? Yeah, there's like a couple of vans. There's two vans. Um, it's pretty much the same crew the whole time. I mean, there was a lot. Of, there was like some consistence. Like it was, um, uh, it was Ernie and Dave. Uh-huh. It was uh, Elbow Skin. Yep. Um, and beer. So there's a lot of beer uh-huh. with those guys. And then it was uh, it was Elbow Skin and Amos Gill. Oh yeah, nice. They were really consistent. That He's was a very was, young, talented man. Amos yeah, Gill, yeah, yeah. Very it? pretty. Very pretty. It was a lot of watching him in Tinder. Bit too. Pr- oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, he was on Tinder a lot. He yeah, was on right. Tinder a lot. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of helping him swipe what left and right. Right. Yeah, it was really good. Right. 18 years from now, there's a lot of places he can't tour. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of. He actually, we, he, uh, he would, uh, he was actually, he was actually pretty good about it. We were always trying to get him to like, come on, man, yeah. just get her to come to the show, sure. you know? And, um, uh, but you know, you just, uh, so we went New, New South Wales. Uh-huh. Uh, we went. We went. To, so I don't know where that is from. Is that north? Is that what we went? Did we go north? Yeah, we you went east? north. Yeah, and uh, and then um, uh, and then Queensland. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. That's nice. That's. A good we did a lot of Queen, and then uh, so a Great Barrier Reef. Oh, okay. So did you? Uh, go we didn't go out. out. To the we reef? didn't go out. We didn't. Uh, no, because we were there like a day. Right. Like we were just there briefly. I just heard that it was going away. And right. That they were getting. To, it was a lot of because that's your Texas, <laughs> right? 
That's the, that's all going away. I just heard the politics. There's a lot of politics, and that they're and that's your Texas, right? Like they're trying to secede, right? Well, basically, no. Uh, Western Australia's our Texas, really. They're trying to like Western Australia. Every now and again, is like we don't want to be part of Australia anymore. Right. Can't we be our own country? Right. Queensland kind of thinks they're already there. Well, North Queensland already thinks they're their own country. Right. That's right. They've and got their right. own rules. They got their own rules, yep. and that's where all the all the mining is. Yeah, well, just sort of like like our oil, right? Yes, there's definitely right. a lot of mining up there, and there's a lot of mining in Western Australia. Right, they're your mining places, and it turns right. out that also um, the Barrier Reef, uh, they like to drive big <sighs> mining ships through right. that. Right. Apparently, that's not great for the Great Barrier Reef. No, 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 no. They want to just make it. They would love it, so they want. They're, they're trying they to get would that like to sort of go it. away. They, they would just like a tunnel. They, they were just, just like it was just they were just like to just it's just in the way. Yeah, it was come just, on, if guys. You just it's enough. We're trying. It's enough. It's we're trying to, sometimes we're getting our oil caught on fish. <laughs> it's just in the way. It's, it's just a lot way. of sand, you guys. It's just just move it. Could we just? It's too much. Right. Yeah. So that's I heard a lot about that. So we didn't get we didn't really get out to it, but um um but it's a I mean that's a trek to get out there also. Yeah, I mean you look it's it does sound like I was going to mock you for a second because it's like you know going to Rome and you know, not going to see the Colosseum. Absolutely. But firstly, I went to Rome and I didn't go to see the Colosseum. No. And secondly, it's it's actually a lot harder to see the Great Barrier Reef than it is to see the Colosseum. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, it's a re- it is a day trip. It's a day trip. Yeah. And we didn't really even have a day. Because right. you know what it is to tour, right? You go and then you wake up and then you have your show and then you get in a bus and you're gone. Like, you don't really have the... If we had stayed, if there was a day extra, I would have liked, you know, because it would have been sure. a fool's... But it was a fool's errand to try and get there. And also, you know, you wake up late and everybody wants a snack and nobody wants to do anything. And then you, you can't get a consensus and, <laughs> and nobody. So, no, I didn't see. I didn't see a lot. I saw a lot of dead kangaroo. Like that was part, of the, part, of, the, part of the lie of Australia. Okay, is, here we go. Now uh, we're that, getting uh, to the lie of Australia. Yeah, is that you're not going to see. Like just tell people that the first kangaroos you're going to see are dead. If you're going to try and see them in their natural habitat. Right. Or go to the zoo or have one in the fucking airport so that you get a live one first. Because if you go out to see them, you're going to see them dead first. Because they only, they only come out in the fucking dusk or dawn and you're never there really in those hours. So no. the first one's on the side of the road in half. And that's the first seven. Because I'm not shitting you. The, for the, the first seven that I saw were dead. Yep. And then someone had to take me to see them living. So that was disappointing to see half of one first right yeah I, I, I admit when i come to america I, that at the airport there isn't someone holding a dead bald eagle right or right. nobody and nobody's like you're not like oh deer or squirrel right. or whatever and i know you're like as a as a country as a continent you're like i'm over i don't want to hear about the like i get that nobody wants to hear about the fucking kangaroo but then i i'm like your mundane shit is so much cooler than our mundane shit like you're fucking a kangaroo is like a giant prehistoric bunny, and we have fucking squirrels. Like you have to like, you know what I mean? Like I mean, just no, I, I agree. Own with you. it. Oh no, I'm I'm into it. Like I, I say, you have spiders you can ride. Like fucking just own the fact that your dumb shit is cool, and ours is just crappy. You know no, what no, I, mean? I we agree. Have bear. With you. We have bear. I, I, I'm with you on that. Like, yeah. I, like okay, so uh, like that cool. So finally, the I saw kangaroo. But a guy told me, I, yeah. like when I was so so I had talked about this on stage just briefly when I got up there because it was everyone was like just say a little bit about just say something about Australia when you right. get on stage when you do these smaller towns because they 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 can hear your voice and they know that you're not from here. Don't pretend you didn't. Don't just start talking about you. Right. You know, and uh, tell so us something the, you notice about us. Yes, first. here you go. All yeah. your kangaroo are dead. Yes, hilarious. <laughs> they are. The kangaroo are dead. That's right. 
You notice that our kangaroo are dead first. Well, you don't notice because we're so used to But don't talk about him too much because you don't be a hack. And I'm like, I'm just saying the kangaroo are dead. So this guy says to me, <laughs> they, they, they die a lot on roads. I should point that out for people listening in other countries. Yeah. When we say you're seeing a lot of dead kangaroo, there's not like some weird serial killer thing happening in the Australian outback. You, you're talking about roadkill. These right. are kangaroos they're, they're, that are being right, right, because, hit by cars. Right. And then, or trucks. Right. right. And I guess the point is, is if you're, if you come upon one on the road, they can't you gotta, hitchhike because they've got tiny little heads. You can't, you can't see their thumbs. But by the time you're upon their thumbs, you got to hit them. <laughs> right. Because the thing is, is that they're Terrible bottom heavy. So you got to slam them hard or you yeah. die. It's either you or them. Right. So you got to hit them hard. And that's why they're really fucking massacred because... That is true. That the, you, When you get your license, one of the things that you have to answer is that if you, like, you know, like a big thing like a kangaroo, you're meant to... Gun going. it. You, yeah, you don't... Yeah. Gun it. Go it. Yeah. Otherwise you lose. Right. Because you got to knock that fucking bottom half up over your truck or your car or you're dead. Right. Oh, those poor motherfuckers. And so they are meant to die. So then you got to fucking hit them hard. And then you see like there's a living Joey in a pouch going, mom, but mom's head's on the other side. It's a tragedy. Um, and all the other animals. Then there's then, that also, made it. And then the rest, that made it sad. And then up the rest until of then it was fun. It was an adult kangaroo. You're like, you know yeah. what? It, it can fucking hop, hop out of the fucking And by way. the way, once but you now find suddenly it, there's a Joey and it's an orphan. Yeah, now this yeah. is a sad. Yeah, story. it lived, and yeah. it was like, I don't have a mom, and you're like, right. I know. But then, and all the other animals are a myth. You now. don't see any of them, although I did see an emu. So yeah, emu, wombat. Did you say a wombat? Yeah, no wombat, no wombat, nothing. Platypus? Nope. No, no, that, those are all just fucking drawings. No, that's all fake. They're all good. Animals. That's all fake. You those are great ch- animals. Gotta check out a platypus. I'd love to. Yeah, a platypus is like you know, yeah. it's got a beak, yeah. but it's a mammal. Yeah, that thing's. I mean, that that's thing's. A, yeah, that's a that's a that's another Australian disaster. That's no. just a bunch of shit that happened at once. No, I reckon that's that's like, like a super animal. That's it's like a, an <laughs> island of Doctor Moreau. Animal. It is good though. It's like an experiment. Animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's like that's what happens because it's all hot and no right. and then so everyone just fucks at once. It just a bunch of things fucked at once. That's what it looks like right right it just was it just just got hot one night and everyone just said i don't know let's you just get a what? pile okay well, hey right hey, guys remember that one night where that dude fucked that duck yeah <laughs> that was crazy look what yeah. happened so anyway I'm, i can't remember where we were we were some uh, very a small mining town and uh and i said i hadn't seen a kangaroo in three weeks a real one a live one and they're by the way when you finally see them they're fucking awesome they really are stunning majestic and they did everything can't go backwards when we when i when we uh when i finally saw a, a, a i don't know what you call a bunch of them a, a pride a herd they did everything they boxed they put these they were they did all the back on their feet they were fucking they did all the tricks oh really the whole thing they were they were they, they picked the babies they oh they it was a fucking, show it was a it was amazing everything you wanted from a kangaroo it was great. Yeah, they were okay. beautiful. They were, right. and they didn't run. They were just fucking amazing. So, um, uh, so I think the the lesson is is they pay off. better better alive than dead. Better alive, and they they pay off. They really do. Deer will just run from you, and bear are fucking dangerous. Right. So, um, I say on stage the little bit about the thing, and then a guy comes up to me afterwards and says, uh, "You're gonna see a kangaroo." He says, "Mate, if you don't see a kangaroo." tomorrow i'll fucking blow my dad <laughs> so i said so i don't know if this is like a i don't know if this if that's like an australian saying no and i was like no that's a like i'm like dude that's a i don't even want to the, the, the here's line the thing. that was cut, cut out of crocodile why Monday? would you even put that on the table right. why would you even put that on the and table also have you run this by your dad 
And he's an older dude. Right. Is, was and his like, dad there? Like, was he like, like, this is my dad, I will blow him? Or was like this... I mean... I mean, is his dad even alive? Is this an even maca- more macabre story than we think? Is he going to and a how graveyard? And how often has he, has he lost day? this bet before and had to come home and go, Dad, I did it again. I'm so sorry. Is that his standard go-to? He's a fucking kangaroo. Like, Maybe. I, just, I feel weird, like he's just making up excuses to blow his dad. I just like... And then... But this is what he's, he, he, he... This is what he so said. If, if that bug he, doesn't get up that wall into that, I'll blow my dad. And then he said... He didn't. He wasn't even done. That was the worst part. He goes, if he's anything like me, he'll blow the second the lips hit the cock. What? And I was like, why is this happening? That- In one sentence, you've ruined kangaroos, blowjobs, dads. You've ruined everything for me. In just one conversation. Now that's that's a really. Let's pick that apart a little bit. So you want to unpack it? I want to unpack it. I want to, I want to look at this on every level. How old's this guy who comes up to you and says he's this? He's got to be 50. 50. Oh, okay. So his dad's... Yeah, and he's a big dude. He's a bloke. Right. Right. He's a big dude. Right. And he's... So, and, he's uh, and I can't do the accent. I wouldn't do it in front of you. And all the... And, and Dave and Ernie are like, come on, dude, just show everyone your Australian accent. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. They're like, come on, you got to do the accent. I couldn't do it. Okay, you said, ah, if you don't see a kangaroo. I don't know yeah, what, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, That's it. Really yeah. flat. Really yeah. flat. Uh, yeah, he probably didn't move his mouth much. Yeah. Uh, mate, if you don't see a kangaroo tomorrow, yeah. I will blame my dad. I'll blame my dad. Yeah. I'll blame my dad. Yeah. I love that I'm doing an Australian accent, by the way, yeah. even though but I have is. an Australian but we, accent. But we were like, but we were like, we were out there, dude. Like yeah. we were out there. Like we were like, it was yeah. like, we were, it was mining town. Like it was, we were out there and, and you're in the outback. by the way, the guy was being friendly. Yeah. Like it was like, he was trying to be my pal. Sure. You know, like the guys after shows that are way too close and trying to be friendly and just keep getting more and more inappropriate. You yeah. know that dude. I know that dude. Right. And he's a close talker. Right. Well, it feels like he's not just a close talker. But it I mean, feels it like... feels like he really, <laughs> he's just tight with his father. Right. But like, what a I weird mean, a offer bomb. to make. I mean, but he could have gone the other way with it. Like he could have said the chances of me, like he could have said that, like he could have said. Okay. Now, now, do, so does this guy have a wife or something or is he like a single guy? I reckon. Um, I mean, I feel like he, he seemed like he could have had a wife, but okay. he wasn't with a wife. All right. Uh, Dad wasn't there. No. Okay. But dad's got to be like 70, 70 plus. Yeah, yeah, right? 70 plus. Yeah. So dad's not, I mean, even the fact that his dad could get an erection mm-hmm. for him to, like, and also, and this guy's it, not, I mean. But also that this guy comes quickly too. Like, he's let us know that he, that he blows 50. his load fat. Like, like he's like, if he's like anything 15, like me, if my dad's sure, anything like me, he's going to come quickly. How have you not got over that by 50? But why are you sharing this with a stranger? No, but why? Yeah. I mean, A, why? Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, 50. share it with a stranger, but a professional stranger at yeah, about yeah, yeah. age 25 when you're yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Uh-huh. I should stop. Ejaculating the minute somebody's lips touch my penis, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that will not lead to happiness, right? Yeah. Surely, if you have a problem, I mean, and again, I don't know. Like, I've never had a premature ejaculation issue, but no, it's not. That's not. But uh, that's not been mine either. That's I've had other issues. Mine. Like, yeah. I'm not like you know. Everybody has their own issues, you know, to do with those sort of things. I've had a little bit of come on already, enough already. Oh man. Well, particularly, I've had a little bit of like, okay, we get it. I get it. You're you gonna finish or what? Right, and particularly in drug days, like that's oh, a yeah. real fucking oh, yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. like as I get older, I was saying this to one of my young friends the other day. He was talking about just how like everything made him feel sexual, and he's like, "When you're a man, everything makes you feel sexual." And I was like, "41, mate. Like if I need to feel sexual, give me a week's warning." Yeah, no, they just they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Either spring it upon me, uh-huh. like make it a complete surprise to me, mm-hmm. or. Give me some fucking. Let me know. Moments. Let me know what's going on. Yeah. Let me know what's going on. And also, 
I, as, as my as a as a, uh, a, a a good buddy of mine used to say, you know, also a nap sounds good. Those two, both of those things sound great. You know, where you can have sex or also a nap. Both of those things sound awesome. Here's another layer to this, which is uh, that I, if I was a person who was a premature ejaculator in mm-hmm. this situation, um, I would. One of the things that you could do is you could start to come up with like images or whatever in your head that that's what they say, right? That you try to delay, mm-hmm. like you know, you think of something else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To kind of delay the moment. Right. One of those images that I would think of would be me having sex with my father. <laughs> that would be the thing that put yeah. me off. Right, right, right. That would put me off. Well, right. I would imagine if my son was blowing me because he he saw a kangaroo, I'd have a hard time coming. I would, I, okay. The scenario... Walk me through this. Here's the thing. If I'm hard... Yeah. Because my son is right. blowing, like I have. A, there's a lot of. There's, there's a, a lot. whole lot of. Well, issues let's not going let's not here. rush through them. I think we need to walk through these one by one. Yeah. How do you think he pitches it to his dad the next day? So let's just assume. Yeah. Next day happens. Like right. This is the guy. This is a man of his word. Yeah. He contacts you in the next day and says, "Make sure you know you know the kangaroo thing, right?" So yeah. You let me know at the end of the day. Yeah. You see the kangaroo. Right. Or not. Right. And oh. then I just and I just get his address and right. I send him I send him the photo. I, I I shoot a photo of it on my phone and I yeah. send it to him and I yeah. say, here we go. I just took this picture. There's me with Dave and Ernie, and that's a kangaroo. We took that picture and we're headed to the next town. So and I'll need a photo, by the way, too. Of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But don't send it to me. I'm writing with a friend named Hannah Gadsby. Send it to her. <laughs> She'd love this. By the way, maybe my fav- maybe one of my favorite comedians ever. <laughs> yeah, Hannah's the best. Oh my god, we can talk about that later. Hannah, Put a pin in that. Hannah Gadsby is one of the funniest comedians. Oh, uh, well, no, we can ever. talk about that now. We'll come back. Hannah, um, and look, I'm not going to give away too much confidential information about her life and her mm-hmm. private life. Yeah, but. Um, it just it's just one of those weird coincidences where I'll try to keep this as vague as I can, but this is a fun story. So yeah, I don't, I don't want to give away any of her confidences. But yeah. Hannah is seeing someone or dating someone. I don't know the exact nature of their relationship. I won't speak on the public record yeah. about it. Who is a, a friend of my sister's? Right? Yeah, and which meant well, she's out on stage. Oh no, no, I don't mean that. I just don't know. If oh, like, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know enough about this thing. Yeah, Hannah's yeah. girlfriend. Or oh, Hannah's, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah, right, okay. you know what I mean. But she's yeah. But it's she's not incredible. my story to tell. That I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, I got you. Anyway, but this person, yeah, uh, is one of my sister's best friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So co- completely from two different directions. Yeah. You know, she's in my sister's life. Completely nothing to do nothing with, to do with show comedy or me oh or God. anything, right? Mm-hmm. To the point where I took my mother to see Billy Connolly in Melbourne and uh, as she's telling me about a little family holiday they've just had down the coast, you know, my sister and her kids yeah. and, and mum and dad and, and Hannah Gadsby. Oh, my God. So Hannah's on holidays with my family. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. So she's been like substitute me. Oh my so god! So they, they've been catching up on comedy and like mum was right across what's going on in the festival oh, and whatever because they've got like so Hannah is now me. Oh my god! She was on the first leg of the tour that I was on, and I was I was like, I literally, you know, there's some comics that when uh, they walk on stage, you're immediately jealous. Yeah. And I don't even. It's not 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 the material certainly, and we couldn't be more different as people. But they have a thing when they walk on stage where you go. Oh uh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, they're just. They're, still, um, I, 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 I like to say a stillness. A stillness implies that you're actually still. She is pretty still. Yeah, but it's but not. People that. can have a stillness 
even when they're like movie. Did you it, mean like it's you know, a, a it's piece. a it's a it's a um it's a they have a presence about presence, them that yeah. allows the entire audience to go. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Anyone that's not in is not they're not comfortable right in their skin. Because she tells an amazing story about being heckled. That's one of the best pieces of comedy I've ever seen. But she just has a way about her where you go, oh, I wish my character was that intact. There's something about her character. There's certain musicians that have it too, where you, they come out on stage and you go, that's all. Mitch Hedberg used to have it. And right. it's again, it's not a stillness. It's a sense of character. The Bill Burr has it a little bit where you just go, that's all finished. That's there it is. There right. it is. It's all done. That's all done. Just go ahead and talk. Maybe, uh, maybe a piece is what I mean. Like with yes. themselves and their character and yep. who they are. Yep. And you know, just, they walk on stage going, you know, here I am. Here this is. is me. Yeah. She's, she's uh, and I'm blessed. Also just a good writer. And, and she knows an awful lot about art. Awful talented. Okay. So uh, dude, uh, so now he's got the he's got the photo. Right, he's, he, he comes around to his dad's place. Yeah, and how does this conversation go? So, um, well, they have a history. He's a, there's a history already of disappointment. Right, his father's already every time his, every time he walks in the door, his father's his father's there's like a sigh. Right, right. This isn't why, the first. Why, why is his father disappointed? With this that? isn't the first time something like this has happened. It can't right. be. It's an escalation. It would be weird yeah. if out of the blue, that's like, yeah, you're yeah, right. This isn't like the first time that his son has had to make a request of any kind, money, uh, just some absurd thing. Right. And so you can see by the look on his face. And I'm guessing this guy is married. He probably has kids. Right. Uh, he probably doesn't own, but has a home or an apartment, uh, has had a series of jobs, but probably most of them unsuccessful. Uh, and I bet his father is something of a success. Uh, I just felt it, and uh, ironically, got sacked from many of those jobs for coming late. Yes, that's the weird thing. Yeah, the great irony of his life. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the absolute irony of his life. The absolute irony of his life. Uh, and uh, of course, it's probably be Sunday afternoon where the gig was on a Saturday night. So oh, this is Sunday afternoon. So the, the, the Lord's yeah. Day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Comes around for a Sunday roast, maybe yeah. like a family yeah. sort of like yeah. catch up. Yeah, but yeah. he wasn't invited no. to this Sunday roast, so they're a little surprised to see right. him. Yep. And uh, so the father probably lets out an enormous sigh, right. uh, as to say, "What? What? What? What is this? What is it this time?" You know. And, uh, and how does the guy open the conversation? Do you think? Does he? Is there patter first? Or does yeah, it's got to be some kind of. A, uh, maybe there was a game. Right. I mean, you'd know better than me. Oh, well, Sunday night, it's <clears> more like you're more likely to be settling in for a night of like, uh, you know, in Australia on a Sunday night, there's going to be some big reality television show. Sure. Maybe they've maybe they've all gathered around to watch The Voice mm -hmm. or something like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's. I'm uh, a celebrity. Get me out of here. Or yeah, something. yeah. 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 Maybe that's maybe that's it. Yeah. You know. Um, but the fa but uh, 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 but it can't wait. No, it can't wait because no, he wait. probably wants to just get it over with. Can't wait until after sixty minutes. You're sitting on, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So his father takes him in. The, he takes him into the den. His father has a den. A den. Yeah. yeah he's probably sure. got to have a den. And uh, in the uh, this he, is a den conversation. Yeah. And he says, "I saw so I saw a comedian last night, uh -huh. and uh, at the wherever it was we were we performed. Yeah. Probably uh, we saw it. I think we were at some kind of a hall. We were okay. at some sort of a you know. And uh, <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah. And he said, the funniest thing, he said, uh, you know, uh, he hadn't seen any kangaroos around here. And then they both laughed about how it's retarded. <laughs> didn't see any kangaroos around here. Yeah. Around here? Yeah. It's what he said. Isn't that hilarious? 
And I told That's, him. Yeah, what did, said, you, well, what did you tell him? Well, it's funny. I mean, if you hadn't seen any kangaroos around here, you've got to tell that foreigner something. Right. What did you exactly tell him, son? I said, I said, I said <laughs> what yeah, did you say? I said, yeah. if he hadn't seen a kangaroo today, then yeah. I'd blow you. What? <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is what I said. Son. I said, if I didn't see him, I'd blow my dad. Hang on, I'd what? give my dad, I'd suck him off. Actually, that's, by the way, that's what he, he actually said, I'd suck off my dad. Those were the exact words. I forgot that. Now that I'm recalling the story, he said, right. I'd suck off my dad. It's, you've cleaned I'd it up. I'd suck off my dad. I'd suck off my dad. Yeah. Which is just, it's just worse because it just, he used the word suck off. <laughs> I'd suck off my dad. Now I'd blow my dad. I don't, I don't know. Because blow, you know what? Blow's the wrong yeah. word, right. right? It's the terminology, yeah. but it kind of softens it because it's not the it's not what happens. Sure. Suck off is actually what happens. Right. And that's what he said. I'd suck off my dad. My right. dad, right? Technically, you're not really sucking off your dad. If we if we're getting down to okay, if we're getting down to arguing about language, and I've been watching watching a lot of the Good Wife, so maybe I'm in the legalese, and yeah. we're getting bogged down in this. But you said that blow is gentler and suck off is more. By the time you're blowing your dad, I think it's all horrible. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I, th- I think I love that you brought the Good Wife into this. I think that we're. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm first, not sure how that happened, but I love that you, know, that you brought the Good Wife well, into I've this. I've just got this pad in front of me, and yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. Look, we're just negotiating over the language of this. Yeah. I think it's all terrible. I think we can all admit. Yeah. Uh, everyone can agree. Both sides can agree. Yes, that, both sides. Uh, sucking off your dad, blowing your dad, or whatever we choose to call it, is right. terrible. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's neither of those things. If we want to really be true about it, it's not blowing your dad because you don't blow, you suck. Yeah. But you don't suck off. You suck out. Right. Like technically, what you're doing is yeah. trying to suck something out of and in reality, your dad. You, so you, really you would say you would I need actually, to suck out my And dad. all you're really doing is catching because you're not the vehicle. You're not actually caught. You're not actually creating the, the, you're not the energy by which uh, anything's coming out. You're not actually creating, you're not bringing forth or pulling the semen out. Are you not? In no, the some semen's way? coming. Isn't no, there some sort of I don't like think it's so. pump action? Like a, I think you're already like you a plunger in the toilet. It's already on its way. I mean, you're it's not, on its way, it's, but you've got to, you're giving it. You a don't hand. suck a rocket into the to the the moon. Doesn't suck the rocket up. The moon is just. I gr- know, but also jizz doesn't just spurt out of your body at all times unless you're apparently this fifty year old guy. From, <laughs> well, I mean like, that's true, but I I don't feel I feel like I mean I guess like it, it needs some external manipulation. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I mean, guess, I, I believe, well, yes, I guess so. I guess so. Like, it's partly you. Obviously. I mean, you're creating a friction. A friction. Yeah. I mean, we need to get some scientists involved, but yeah. But anyways, okay. So, do they ever? But talk? anyway, anyway. So, so he says to his, yep. he says to him. So I said, I, I'd suck, I, I'd suck off my dad. Yeah. Right. And then, so now the father is is uh, visibly I mean, there's, shaking well, there's a lot or of laughing. Shit. Yeah. Well, what? he's. I don't know what. How he's does doing. he feel? Well, he's he, there's that thing where you know your face and your head get all hot because uh, you're not you're not um, you know in your brain you ever uh, seen an accident and you uh, and it's uh, horrible um, and your brain doesn't want to let you have it yes like your brain is doing all kinds of scrambling to try and push away the image so the father's immediately understanding what's what's happened because the son is an idiot right uh, so the it's a, the brain is suddenly going I this didn't you didn't you didn't is what he's it's right. basically just saying you didn't right. And the, the look on the son's face is, I absolutely did. And so the father's trying to figure out a million different ways to right. 
to figure out what how what we're, what's hap- what happens next. He's like, well, you know what, son, I've got something to tell you. You're adopted. Yes, that, I think right. that's that's the that's the thought. <laughs> this, here's here, here's what I think happens. <laughs> I'm not your real dad. He's your real dad. <laughs> I think I think I think because these are Australian men. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I feel like the father puts his maybe puts his hand. And maybe puts his hand over his face and the yep. son's standing there and I don't know I, 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 I feel like the father I don't know I feel like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure well see you guys don't have guns so I don't know where it goes from there they'd have guns huh they'd have guns you think they'd have oh yeah guns? mate up, <laughs> up in the fucking outback when you're performing in a fucking hall they're armed mate They've all got guns, legal or illegal. Yeah. He'd go out in the backyard and he'd fucking dig up his gun. <laughs> <laughs> but there'll be fucking guns. I mean, he may just have to put that son down. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't happen in the American way of, of, um, of a domestic violence, like, um, like he would just shoot him in the den. I think it would happen in a way of like, you know what, Let me give me a moment before we do this. And then he'd invite him to the backyard and put him down the way people put down cattle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolt you know what I mean? Head. Yeah, it would be like a it would be like an act of mer- it would be a mercy killing of some yep. kind where they'd put a towel over his head and shoot him in the neck. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like a like a mice of men kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like get him to talk about the rabbits, like <laughs> some kind of a where the whole family would agree that he's just gone too far. Right. This was the last straw. It was the last straw. We said last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like the killing in a novel. It wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be like we do it out in Fresno where they'd be drinking and speed. It's a kind of of mice and men style story. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a Steinbeckian sort of killing. Right. You know what I mean? Whoever whoever the Australian Steinbeck is, like there'd be some sort of a, it would feel okay. We'd all feel okay about it. Yeah. He's the dumb, he's probably a very sweet kind of a funny guy that right. we all sort of love he says that kind of thing yeah. he says outrageous things yeah but there's that's just, who he is around town well because also he's the guy who's all hey, dude, he's probably recounting this story himself you've got material out of it and he's got material out of it the problem is is that in in the, in, in this family people you, you keep your word yeah unfortunately this is just not a word that can be kept so someone has to go down that's the way of this right That's outback. the way it has that's to go. The outback. That's the way of the outback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's a pretty exciting thing to happen. Where, where else did you go that you enjoyed? Is it was there any other highlights of the trip or lowlights? No, I loved every second of it. One what night, about I, the one actual... night, one night, I got everyone because I don't drink. I got yeah. everyone super drunk, and then I made them cut my hair. Oh, I gave him a razor and said I gave him a mohawk, and everyone gets a shot. Everybody had a go. And Harley Breen, out? it turned out great. Takes a village. Yeah, it takes a village. Uh, it takes a village. Harley Breen's a good dude too. Yeah, I, I like Harley a lot. Yeah, and uh, I'm spacing right now on her name. Um, she, uh, oh, she's so fucking good. I love it with the beard. Where's the beard? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Oh, it's Amelia Jane Hunter does a character, right? Is that who you're talking about? No, no it's it, somebody else. It's somebody else. She's so fucking good. Mm, I'm, oh, God damn it. Sure. I'm having a brain fart. She's okay. amazing. Because the funny thing she was... plays guitar. What I love the most Songs. about... Songs. And she Anne sounds like Edmonds. fucking... She sounds no, like... No, I know. I, I, uh, I met Edda. <laughs> she sounds like... Um, uh, I should know who Oh, my this God. Is, she's I don't know who this fucking is. amazing. Whoever it is, they're great. 
and uh, people can write into the podcast. I loved, you know what I loved it was that you you were miming to me. You were like, you know that uh, woman, and then you were miming a beard, she but because beard. I couldn't think of like who you were talking about, I was like, is he miming a beard yeah, for a woman? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, yeah. you actually were. Oh my, my god, she's so amazing. I, right. I, I, I'm just I'm the oldest man, and I'm taking this stuff called Topamax, and it and they actually call it Dopamax because you cannot remember anything, and I couldn't remember anything to begin with. What uh, is Topamax? Topamax is um, for, well, it's to counteract the effect of um, the other drugs I was taking that caused me to put on 40 pounds. Uh, yeah, right. Now, so you've lost weight, and this is that partly because of changing the drugs up? And yeah. Is a, yeah. Because yeah. what you were finding, right, was that you were just doing the same sort of thing, but you were just like chunking on weight. Yeah, just put on weight. It just slows your system down. And so I was incredibly happy, but really, I mean, not, not happy, just right. incredibly not sad. Yeah. But it just... Everyone that takes it goes, yeah, you just get fat. Right. And then my doctor said, well, there's this stuff that's, it's actually an anti-seizure drug. Um, And if you take it, it just, your appetite kind of goes away and it, I don't know, people lose weight. And then also, And also, and also I was able to like start running again. Right. And not fear seizures. And I have so had zero, I've had no seizures. No seizures since. Zero seizures. Right. I hadn't had any before. I've no. had I've had more less seizures. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean because you're more statistically probably you know like likely to have seizures. Right. You know the the longer you live. That's right. So I imagine it is now eliminating seizures. It's eliminating seizures. You've probably dodged four or five seizures since you started taking. I think I probably have. Right. I'm I'm seizureless. Uh, okay, so you went to Australia. That was fun. You're going back to Australia. Yeah, I'm going to go back. What happened after that? What What happened in your year after Australia? And then I got home for three weeks, and I got asked to go to um, uh, New York and work on a show. Yeah. I, I, I worked. Uh, I I uh, produced and directed uh, uh, B unit uh, stuff for uh, a show called uh, My Crazy Love. That's on Oxygen that no one's watching. Okay, I, so I, I, but I I got to learn how to direct. tell me what uh, My Crazy Love is. It's a <clears throat> it's a relationship recreation show, which means um, people would tell stories of a crazy love story, uh-huh. and then we'd recreate it, and uh, uh, like they do with. Um, like a murder or crime scene. Rep- exactly. Is that right? Yeah. Or, or uh, it was actually the people that do um, Celebrity Ghost Story. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. It's exactly the same people. And okay. they were really cool. And it was really a fun job to have. And maybe- Tell me about uh, what, what was there one story you know, of love or relationships or something that, because that, I love hearing these. Well, like it was like a girl in Alaska who, like a fisherman would come to town and work for a while and leave. And she told one, this one girl said, uh, told the guy she was deaf because she knew sign language and then pretended for three months to be deaf while they carried on a relationship. Crazy. I mean, that's pretty nuts. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And so we recreated that. And, and because that he was into. She was super fucked up one night and he came into a bar and she goes, he was too good looking, just right. too fucking hot. And I was drunk and I figured we'd just fuck around that night and it, we fell in love and then I had to pretend to be deaf and pretend not to hear things and shit would happen and you know it was really difficult and then we just I mean it would stuff. it would put you in an amazing position of power in a relationship for a while though yeah like cuz in those initial like you know few months where you're trying to pick up information on the other person if the other person thinks you're deaf yes <laughs> It's like being invisible. Totally, yes, exactly. But uh, what happened at the end of that? Do you know what happened at the end? Did when the reveal happened? Like, well, we couldn't tell the whole story just for time. Okay. But then he went away, and then she eventually had to write and tell him, "I'm getting my hearing back." She was a welder, so she said she had gotten temporary 
<laughs> right, temporary deafness. Yeah. yeah, and then she got her hearing back, and then he came you know, back. You know and how then that once, happens. Then once they had a regular relationship, he ended up not liking her, and that's right. how it ended. Because so just, that's what it was. Yeah, because he's just into deaf people. <laughs> just like yeah, he just likes that's... he just likes the malign. He just only likes people with ailments, cripples. He just likes he just likes which, by the way, is fine. Like yeah, I if because yeah, people's fetishes if they're consensual, it, it's fine. Who are we to judge? I'm not going to judge Secondly, anyone. Like in some way, that idea of going, well, that's a guy who finds beauty in, like, you know, in everybody. And some like people like people blue eyes. Are. Some people like deaf. Right. I mean, I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Some people like big butts. Some people like blind. Some I don't think we, like where do I get, deaf. why, why deaf, do I have to judge? Deaf is the one, though. Yeah. Like, the deaf, deaf is the one that you kind of like, that seems like a weird fetish. And no disrespect to any deaf people who are listening. Yeah. But <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> I love that's it. I mean, that sentence, that is a perfect sentence. You put out a Braille version of this, right, don't you? Yeah. 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 It comes out uh, about three years from yeah. now. That is called No Fop. Good night, everybody. Hey. Thanks for coming. Um, no, but the, why would you? Because I can see why maybe you would be. Okay. So, say your fetish is um, people who. Uh, amputation, I see, is a fetish. Some people who are yes, into people who have amputations, right? Yeah, right. Okay. I kind of get that. I can see, like, you know, what that you know, vibe is, whatever, you know, even being into someone who's blind, you're like, well, maybe I'm not physically great looking, mm -hmm. but you know, like this person appreciates me for everything else. So like finding someone who's blind was really good for me. I like dogs, you know, <laughs> I, like, I love a dog. I like that we can take our dog everywhere. I love that the dog and I are the only one that can see. We can wink at each other a lot and go check that shit out. I, I don't she, keep the house she's as clean right, as She's standing should. right by a wall. She has no idea. Seriously. I've told her that she, we've got her art all she's over the place. She's about to run into that ottoman. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, I can see that. But what's the advantage in have like, I mean, what's the fetish in, like, being with someone who's deaf? Is it the sign language? Maybe. Maybe it's um, uh, the sounds they make, you know? I mean, they still make sounds that they, you know. I mean, maybe can... it's like that you say a lot of stupid things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're, and you're like, oh, well, I can just say stupid things. They don't the know when you then. fart? I don't right. know. I Hang don't on. I don't know. <laughs> is that the only they make they would make they, the would, they would make they could be really loud when they come, they don't know. I mean we did that in That's... the thing where they were having sex and she's really loud and he keeps going shh and she's just screaming, but she doesn't know. Uh I don't know. I mean I don't I'm not really sure. I, you're gonna get a lot of letters about this one. Okay. You're gonna get but they're gonna be good letters. Uh, tell me this. Uh, so you do this show. You're living in New York when you're doing that? Yeah, I was living in New York uh, for 22 weeks, and then I started working on I Am The King Sweater, which is the show that I'm doing in uh, in Melbourne. And, so tell uh, me what living in New York is like. Uh, have you ever lived there? No, never lived there. I'd like to. I've never lived there. I mean, yeah. and, I've only, and I'd only ever been just like if I was doing Conan or whatever, just like, like fun stuff. Like yeah. I, I was always lucky when I was in New York. I'd be in a hotel... I never did the subway ever. I'd be visiting friends or seeing, you know, just on vacation. So I'd never done New York. And now I'm living in Brooklyn and I'm working there for 22 weeks and I'm taking the subway every day. Right. And I got You're it. living there. I got it. Yeah. Like, I just was like, oh my God, this is what it is. Like, it's instant people, instant culture. You're just, it, it, it's a thing. But now, granted, now I'm single again. No family. I can be out as late as I have to be because we would be on set at four o'clock in the morning and home at 11. But I just got what it, I got the New York thing. I got what that is to like just pop up and you're in the city and you can go anywhere and, and the subway takes you everywhere and you're around people all the time and you never feel alone and it's never 
it's never not day all the time. Right. It's just dark. Um, it's great. It's fucking fun. And I guess I didn't do a lot of stand up. I'm I'm not that um, stand up's not really that big a part of my life right now. Uh-huh. But um, but I played music three times when I was there, and I worked on the show. I went to plays. I saw bands. I like just did stuff. I went right. to movies. I saw friends. I like. I yeah, don't know. It I, just, fun. I went to restaurants a lot. I did a lot of like just walking around. I just walked around. What sort of restaurants do you go to when you like to eat? What's like what if you are going for a meal by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to go out to dinner by yourself, but like you want to go and eat something that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and treat myself. I'm going to oh, eat something uh, that usually I enjoy. Japanese, usually Japanese okay. or sushi or something like that, oh. or or Italian. What's your go to in your? Uh, oh, they're two very different directions. Yeah. Those are just those are places I'm comfortable ordering i'm comfortable like i like i know those cuisines pretty well so uh-huh. i can then i can you know what i mean i can play around in that um but i don't i don't know i'm not a big foodie okay you know and then i love a steakhouse right i love a steakhouse i like a just a big old fucking i just like a big old piece of meat you know what i mean and i'll usually just go whatever the chef thinks the best piece of meat is and have him cook it the way he likes it and right. then asparagus <laughs> <laughs> that's it I'll have him like I usually go whatever the chef thinks is good and no onions. That's it. Usually just no onions. Leave it up to the chef. He, this is his place. Don't make right. me. You know what I mean? Like I generally like to. I, I generally yeah, like, like, let, like let him drive. It's not like you're going to gigs and then like you know asking the audience what they want to hear about. Yeah, yeah. I generally, I generally, I generally do it that way. Yeah. You know? okay. Um. But it was interesting. Like it's been a long time since I just lived by myself. You know, came home, binged on Netflix, slept in late on Saturdays. Um, yeah, see, that's interesting. What What do you? Because I spend a lot of time by myself, obviously. Yeah. And so, what person are you when you're alone? What is it that you end up doing with your time? Play guitar. Go, yeah, right. I played a lot of guitar, and I watched a lot of Netflix, and I watched a lot of dramas. I watched a lot of English dramas. I watched what a lot of, of BBC. You watch. I watched The Fall. I watched Broadchurch. Uh-huh. I watched all of Peaky Blinders. Like I watched um, all of. Um, uh, uh, what's the thing with uh, James Spader? Blacklist. Oh, what yeah. do you think of that television show? He's, I'll, I'll say what I think first, which is this: I've watched every episode. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's terrible. Is it terrible? I think it's kind of terrible, but I can't. <laughs> I it, it. I think it's kind of terrible, but I can't get enough of him. I just he's great. Isn't he, he always hooks me by the end of the episode because I think uh, the woman in it, and you know, yeah. it's all women. This is like this is me being, you know. Yeah. I just think she's terrible. She's not good. She's terrible. No, she's not good. But they could have gotten so, so many, good. He's amazing, yeah. and I like him. I like him, and generally right. the and generally the co-star or the baddie is always pretty good. Um, I tried, you know. Then I tried a few and bailed. I couldn't get through Orange Is the New Black. I couldn't. I try. I've tried Breaking Bad three times. I couldn't get through it. Um, and yet I like the call. Uh, I like the. I love the Odenkirk thing. I love Fargo. Right. I got re- You know, I watched Fargo. Um, but I like the Netflix. Thing. I like you like watching I, them all in a row. Yeah, I love it. The reason I mentioned the Good Wife, you you, you joke, is because when I'm writing, which is what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, particularly when I'm like going through big reams of stuff or just trying to like you know you do grunt work. You yeah. know we have to just like be at the desk for like you know fucking you know 12, 15, 18 hours a day, whatever. Yeah. I will find a series that I just will have on in the background, right? Yeah. Because it kind of just gives you a momentum. Like last night at one o'clock, I was like, ah, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. And there was like, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll put another episode of that show on and I'll watch that. And then when that's over, I'll, I'll go to bed, right? Yeah. That's So it's kind of like a good way to get myself to do a bit extra work. But yeah. it has to be a series that 
I don't have to pay too much attention to. Yeah. Like, because often I'll get lost in my own world writing or whatever. I don't want to be stopping and shit like that. Yeah. So this show, it's been The Good Wife. Yeah. I'd never seen The Good Wife before. And it's just like, it's that nice level of interesting enough mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it's always, that I'm always interested in it. But I don't have to pay like so much attention that like. I did that with How to Get Away with Murder, where I found I was doing other things, you know. Um, uh, and then I just uh, grab old movies and that kind of stuff. And um, for, I watched Pretty in Pink a bunch of times. Oh. You know. Why? Why did you revisit Pretty in Pink? For the show that I'm working on. Okay. You know, and, um, um, and I just when I, I when I said the thing about stand up, I just have been interested in doing some bigger version of performing. I just so where does that come from? Like where, do we, like what's your where do you because you, you don't just land at that point. You don't just wake up one day and go, "This is what I want to do." Where does like you know? I just felt like uh, I've been doing this probably as long as you, maybe a little bit longer because mm-hmm. I'm older. I've been doing tw- I've been doing stand up for 26 years, and I just got to the point where I'm like, I got it. This has to be something else. It right. has to have. So this summer, I really taught myself how to play guitar to the point where like, I didn't need to be in a band with Mike, uh-huh. who was my partner and just was doing too much of the lifting right. for me. And I'm like, I want to be able to do this by myself, even if it's crappy, I don't care. And then I was like, why don't I sing? That's the attitude why, of this why? podcast, by the way. <laughs> right, right. And then I was like, I, why don't I sing? I don't have to sing well. <laughs> Why can't I just why can't I just sing like the why can't I sing like Lux Interior from the Cramps or Fred right. from the B52s? Why can't oh I God. just scream like a maniac? So I started teaching myself how to sing and play, which is not easy, but that's what I did in New York. I'm like, I'll just learn how to how to play, you know, monkey with your tail. Like I'll just start learning how to teach myself how to play these songs, even if I stop playing them in the middle and tell a story. Even if I can just do it like a crazy person. I just want to be able to put on some kind of show that feels more unhinged and more like what I imagine a show should be as opposed to what I'm doing with my standup that doesn't feel like enough. It just doesn't feel like enough for me. I go to clubs and it just doesn't feel like enough. And, um, well, that's, I mean, look, this is a, it's a mind space that I'm always in at this point of the year, because this is the point of the year where I'm not doing my show. This is the point of year where I'm conceiving my show. So you do really like try to have those thoughts of, and the thing that I always come back to and look, I'm sorry if, you know, around February the podcasts start to sound a little bit pretentious, but here we fucking go. You're an artist. You, you've chosen this job or this lifestyle or whatever because you think that you have something to say. And I honestly believe we are so held back by what we think the audience's expectations of us are, what we think, you know, other people's, even our own expectations of who we are. Whereas what we should be doing is trying to express our art. You look at any of the best comedians in the world, you know, none of them, tell me who fucking Bill Burr's like, tell me who Eddie Izzard's like, tell me who fucking um, Mike Brabiglia's like, tell me who any of these guys, they're not like anybody else. No. They're doing their own thing. And often, like you look at someone like Bo Burnham or fucking Maria Bamford doing a show to her fucking parents in, you know, their fucking living room for her special or these are incredible artists doing these amazing things because they went, this is a fun idea. This yes. is like something that I think is interesting. Yeah. And I am passionate about. Right. Sam Simmons. I watched Sam Simmons' show in Edinburgh. Yeah. I, I love that as much as I've loved any show that I've yeah. seen. Yeah. And I didn't understand a fucking... I don't know what was going on. Yeah. I do not know what was going on. And I could not explain it to people. All I know is that I fucking enjoyed it. Yeah. And he seemed to know what was going on. Yeah. And 
that was all I needed. I, I'm going to fucking find this girl's name. We're going to start the podcast at some point. I'm going to find no, it. Well, let's have a Dave, pause. You, uh, yeah. you, you, well, let's pause. You can find the podcast. You can find the name and then we'll resume. Yeah. We did some research. We had yeah. a pause. Yeah. Celine, I had a brain fart of epic proportion because I actually tried to help her over here and I wasn't able to do it enough. But Selena Jenkins is her name. Right. See, um, I, I don't know Selena Jenkins. So yeah. tell me what she does. She um, comes on stage with a beard and pretends to be country folk. And then sings like Jeff Buckley. I can't explain it. It's one of those things that's so oddly perfect. It's just amazing. If you get a chance to see her, she is unbelievable. Like just one of those. Last year, every Australian comic I toured with, like you, like Australia's having a renaissance right now. I think because the comedy over there was unbelievable. Like it was like a, it was like America was in the early 90s where it's it doesn't you don't need our you definitely don't need our help you don't need any of us coming over there and doing comedy where i think maybe 15 years ago it was good to have us come some of us come over there and do comedy you know because i don't know maybe it was just there was good american comedians but you don't you you don't need us over there it's nice it's nice you invite us it's nice that you say that though because i mean obviously i i say that a lot about the australian comedy scene I, and i say it to the australian comedians when i go home but you, you, know? get, you i have the opportunity to tour all over the world and the co comedians at home the best yeah. comedians at home and not just the best comedians like you know that the 50 of the best comedians are as good as anyone over here like oh. you know, or anywhere in the oh, world 100 yeah. i mean we've already talked about i mean hannah gadsby selena uh you know um if I, uh, uh, David Quirk. Oh, David Quirk is in conversation yeah. is better than half the comics here right. in the states. <laughs> Riding in a van with him, you just put a camera on that guy. Unbelievable. I mean, I, Adam Rosen. Adam Rosenbach. Adam Rosenbach. Oh yep. my god, was this great? Like there was just, I mean, and also just like hanging out with everybody in the van. Um, Dave, uh, and, Dave, I, Dave and Ernie were great. I was uh, in Bali with Rosie, uh, at, uh, and people have heard us talk a little bit about this story, but uh, Rosie uh, and I went to Bali and a bunch of other people, about 60 of us, um, for Limo, who's another comedian, his yeah. wedding. And uh, Rosie's anaphylactic. And Rosie ate a chip uh, on the night of the wedding. He was MC of the wedding. He was yeah. like the host of the wedding. And then he uh, went across to the after party and he had a little chip on it and they'd put like peanuts on the underside. And he swelled up and ended up uh, in a Balinese hospital all night on the night of the wedding and almost had to have a tracheotomy. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a big night out. That's a huge night out. Right. That guy knows how to party. Right. Clearly. <laughs> uh, who was the guy, Dave? Um, he's... Everyone in Australian comedy is called Dave. I know he. he Dave Hughes. Uh, uh, Dave yeah. Callan. No, Dave. He was. Dave, uh, he sings in a metal band. He could sing in a metal band. Yeah, Dave Callan. Long hair, beard. Nope, he had a beard. He no. didn't, he didn't have long hair though. Um, God damn it. Dave Thornton. Nope, I know Dave Thornton. Uh, D there's a lot of Daves. God damn it. <laughs> Dave uh, Eastgate. Nope. There is a lot of Australian comedians. Well, anyway, Dave. I'll figure out his name. He had a great story. I wanted them to make a. I wanted them to make a um, a series about it, but he had been asked by some very young kids to go join a, join a band for real and sing heavy metal. And I was like, how old were they? And they're like 17. And I was like, why don't they shoot a documentary about you moving to their town and being their singer? Because he had to be about 30. That's a show? I No, it isn't. I was like, why don't they make a show out of this? No, that is a show. It is a show. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go over there and just produce You're Australian You're a producer and director I, now. I'm gonna, I'm you gonna, can make yeah, this shit. I wanted to do it. 
Um, yeah, no, everybody was great. Everybody was everybody was great, man. That it was feels really... like one of those things, that that story about a guy, you know, a comedian going to this country town and becoming the lead singer of the heavy metal band. Yeah. It's like one of those things that you don't know about at the time, but boyhood style. Yeah. Like a few years later, the documentary comes out about yeah. like... Yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it was really like... Um, uh, and also, it was really interesting too. Like I learned a lot about Australian politics. And okay, we watched, what did um, you pick up? That, you, that really our countries are very similar. Yeah. What was your impression? It's nice to get an outsider's impression of Australia. Well, you, I pretty much, pretty us? much everyone. Well, everyone that, everyone that I would toured with was was uh, left wing. Mm-hmm. So it was all left wing politics for the right. most part. Because our comedians. They're all comedians. Yes. Uh, in but America, got, some comedians but are like a right historically, wing. But, in but historically, we have very similar path. We've had a very similar path. I mean, we got to our to our countries different. Right. You left home and we got sent away to boarding school. Right. But we're, <laughs> you got sent away to boarding school, but we're all from the same place. Right. Uh, and, we, we did uh, a couple. Of the, we were like teenagers who like hot wired a car and got sent away to detention school yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah military yeah. school. That's what right. we are. And we left away. Pet, we left petulantly. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but we we have an we have an indigenous problem. We yep. have an immigration problem. Right. We and had, when you say we have an indigenous problem, you mean that the way that you handled your indigenous people was problematic, rather than, and we have an indigenous problem. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. But we yeah. have. But we, we had, had problematic we, relationships with, with the our way indigenous that, peoples. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And and uh, in we, that, did, we, did, in, we did in not, that English people went to their countries and ruined them. It, yes. In both cases. Yes. We did not. We yeah. did not handle it well. And we haven't. And, and we have in common that British people went to each of our countries and ruined it for the people who were already there. Yes. yes. And have not. And reparations have not really been made. But no. but your but your but you but the indigenous people of uh, of Australia are di- different were different than Indians. Yeah, of the, course. The, you know, they, they were more nomadic. And, right. And, and, but anyway, um, and you have immigration problems and you have, you have people that are like, you know, we, you know, uh, we, uh, you know, we, it's the same thing. They're, they're, they're very similar. Well, we want to, we want to stop the boats. Greg, you do. But, right. For a country that is entirely made up of people who came there on a boat. Yes. Yeah. We want to stop the boats now yeah. that all the boats have come and we're yeah. there. Well, we all got there on boats too. You know, we, we, we didn't, you know what I mean? We, right. we, it, we, it, we're, this, the, we're the same horrible people. It, it, there's, very, there's similar things. But the, 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 the major difference is in the escalation of violence, we have guns and you don't. Right. So you, it, it, you guys end up in a bar fight. The, right. <laughs> the, the very worst, you guys pull knives and then everybody goes to bed. You know what I mean? We can start small militias. I mean, that's the problem. You know what I mean? It gets it gets much nastier here, and the the threat here is much nastier. Whereas it doesn't. It feels like it gets wordy in your country. It can get very wordy, but it. I can't. mean, it can get violent. It can, the, of course, it can get like, violent. And it, like they do have problems with obviously with like yeah alcohol and meth and stuff like that for violence in like you know yes. hot spots and whatever. But they had to bring this law, and it was out of a tragedy. Like a, a guy punched another guy and he died. Like you know, so they brought in this like what. The one punch rule, like if you kill somebody by punching them, that you can't, like that it, it'll be treated as if it's like a you know pretty ser- a, a serious crime, you know, yeah. right? Um, but the fact that that's like the top of like where it goes, yeah, is still like you're still going to lose a lot less people to the one punch than you are to the you know the six shooter in the pocket sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And when I was my up to date terminology, but, of what but, people but are, when I was <laughs> on the road, shooter, right? That's well, what people have. <laughs> but when I was on the road, when I was on the road, and I think uh, I just we just. Uh, I just landed back in Sydney. 
um, there was the shooting in Santa Barbara. Right. And everyone was looking at me like, what is wrong with you yep. guys? And I'm like, I, it's a weird place to be on the other side of the world going, I don't, I don't, I can't, I got nothing to tell you. I don't well, know. I mean, there was a politician, David Lundholm, I think his name is. And uh, when the city siege happened, uh, the, there was a, if people don't know this story, most people know this story, but uh, in Australia, there was a, 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 a madman who took a, uh, a bunch of people hostage in a link cafe in the center of sydney uh and he ended up killing one of the hostages he was killed himself by the police and one of the other hostages was killed by the police as well you know ricochet um uh, one of the politicians said well if there was someone with a gun in that you know cafe then they would have sorted it out no if Australians had guns, that wouldn't have even made the news because three people dying isn't a news story in a country where people have guns Right. Like, you're a country now, like, in the old days in America, like, in the old days, five years ago, ten years ago, when there was a school shooting, the country was shut down. Now there's a school shooting, it doesn't even make the front page of the paper. Not if the, no. The, not the, if it the, wasn't the, in that but, state. Because the body count isn't big enough. Right. Because the body count and the atrocity isn't big enough, and it's not, it's, yeah, it just isn't, it just isn't news. It yeah. just isn't newsworthy. Yeah, it's, it's strange. So that was sort of the, that was sort of the, the other weird side of it, but, um, but for the most part, it was just lovely. It was just lovely. You know, it was just a, a, a great time. You know, so I'm, I'm super looking forward to getting back. Okay, so uh, tell me about the new show. Because like, this is, it is new for you, isn't it? What's it yeah, called? It's called I Am The King Sweater. Oh, I should mention while we were uh, talking about the shooting in Santa Barbara, I'll be in Santa Barbara this Saturday night doing yep. set list. Uh-huh. Please don't shoot me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to, yeah. try to keep the shootings to a minimum. That'd be great. But that'd if you're be, in Santa Barbara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be nice, Come and right? see the show. Yeah. The set list is a good one. I did the first set list I did was in, in, it, uh, in Melbourne. Oh, and, yeah. It's such a fun show, right? Oh my God, that was the first time I did it. It was great. Yeah, I, I did one in San Fran the other night, and then uh, I did one just here down the road because Dave had We were both up out. at Sketchfest, yeah. which was great. Yeah, Sketchfest is great. Yeah, it's a fun festival. I like San Fran in general. The audiences are really fun. and They're great. You know, it's a, it's a good city. Yeah, right? oh my God, it's a great. It, it is an incredible city. Yeah, so, um, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so the new show, what's it called? It's, what's going on? It's a, uh, it's called I Am the King Sweater, and it is about two years spent in Japan playing rockabilly in the early 80s. Uh, Now, is this like a metaphorical story, or is this like based on a real story, or is it an allegory? I mean, it's based on a, it's it's, I would say it's an allegory based on a real story. Right. Mythically, it based, has some, based it has, on a real it, allegory. It's based on a real allegory, yeah. and it's, it, it, it mythically has some. It has its foot in the. The thing is, there's a letter I have. There's a caveat at the beginning, there, <laughs> and there's uh, there's some truth, but there's also. I got a box back of some things. I got the revert the 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 rights to a song reverted back to me, and uh, uh, the rights to a song that I recorded in the '80s uh, of a song that may or may not have been on the. Uh, Pretty in Pink soundtrack for, uh, uh, and then it was taken off when they changed the end of the movie. Cake Box is the name of the song, and it'll be available next week, uh, uh, Tuesday the uh, 24th uh, of, um, of, what is next, uh, February, February February 24th, it'll be available on uh, on Bandcamp. Cake Box. Cake Box. This is an actual song. Actual that song wrote. that I recorded in 1985. And what, what was Cake Box about? What what was the... Uh, well, it's pretty, uh, pretty, it's about a cake box. Uh, oh, a literal cake box? An actual cake box. Uh-huh. You know, the pink, uh, the pink yeah, cake box. Sure. Uh, but why the, like, I mean, that feels like you're talking about the wrong bit. Because isn't the, the cake the most important bit? Well, it's about what's inside. I think, okay. uh, I think we That's can all, it's, it's, about, it's really about anticipation. Right. 
uh, you know, you know, everybody likes a cake, but right. but also everybody, you know, it's sort of like you know, it, but, I think like, people don't appreciate the box. Well, they, I mean, yeah, right, exactly, right, yeah. I want to see. Get straight it, it's to about the cake. What, it's about what you want to. It's about wanting to see what's inside, right. and then and then once right. once you know what's inside, wanting to share it. Exactly. So how about just take a moment and appreciate? You appreciate you know, the box. The, the anticipation box. when you see the pink box, right. you're excited, and exactly. that could be a, that could be metaphoric also. Yeah, depending. It was 1985. Right. It you could know. be metaphoric. I it could suppose. be metaphoric. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's exciting. So yeah. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. the rights back to this. Now, are you re-recording? You you're you've re-recorded. No, this? I haven't re-recorded it. Okay. It's, 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 it was I it was the tapes were a mess because they came from Japan. They were locked the in tapes. a vault, uh, and so they were yeah they were tape. Yeah. So uh, Mike, uh, my buddy Mike, remastered and remixed them um, because the, all the rights were held by the brilliant Sunshine uh, Cosmetics Company of uh, Tokyo, Japan, because the song was also the theme song for the um uh the king sweaters glitter cake pomade uh because it was because i the i also had invented a pomade at the same time so i sold the rights to the pomade and my name and the song um in 1985 and so they kept all of it and then they i got it back 30 years later oh my god so i got all that you back you're a guy who that that's a I mean, that, what had happened was I used to spray paint my hair silver when I was when I got there. I had a mohawk and I spray painted it silver, not knowing that there was lead in the paint. And I passed out on stage one night because I closed all the pores to my head, and I'd be rushed to the hospital. So then I learned how to make my because I had taken theater in college. I learned how to make my own pomade. So I made a pomade and I put silver glitter in it and I used that. And then, and then when the song got on the soundtrack and I signed a recording contract, this cosmetics company said, "Why don't we buy the rights to the pomade as well? Right. We'll mass produce it for you yeah. and you can sell that." And then they made some other makeup products men's makeup which was popular because of the of a of a makeup movement that was in japan called the visual key movement which you can look up on wikipedia and the uh, or kai is spelled k-e-i and um and then they so they bought the rights to everything i signed a contract which was in japanese and then which i didn't can't read japanese and so then they took everything and then i then they fired me so then i lost everything so then I got it all back, and then I thought, well, shit, that would be a good show. And that's, it's already written, and I don't know. Right. You know. Right. That's amazing. I mean, so, yeah. So most of that is, most of that is, you know, some of it has, some, yeah. of, some, of, the, some, of, the, some of that had to be played with. There's a little, there's some, there's, there's a some, little Brian Williams in there, but look, you, <laughs> there's some, it's, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Some of the reviews have called it Williams-esque. And by reviews, I'm saying I haven't had any yet, but I feel like it's Williams-esque. It's very Williams-esque. That poor guy. I read that Rolling Stone article, and I and I feel like it, it's uh, it, it uh, he's a he's a victim of a slightly victim of circumstance, but it's hard to tell, isn't it? It is a bit hard to tell. Okay, so firstly, I'll say this: um, my entire show last year, uh, the Willuminati show, yeah, available on DVD and March. I can't wait. Uh, is based around the idea of uh, false memory syndrome. It's literally about that idea of. Yeah, believing something is true and telling the story. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and the theme of the show was really this idea of, you know, how much of our life is a documentary and how much of it is just stories we shape using, you know, the mm-hmm. various ingredients that we have available to ourselves. Uh-huh. And it starts with a story mm-hmm. about the time that I first did stand-up comedy in America and on the way to the gig I saw Matt Damon. And I t- I've been telling that story for – it's an 18-minute bit. As my manager, our, our manager David said to me the other day when he was ringing me for a tape, he goes uh, – because we, we were trying to put a tape into Comedy Central for mm-hmm. like a half an hour special. And so we were just using a bit from the DVD. And so they cut the first like tw- 22 minutes of the show. And David's just like, you know, that first joke goes for 18 minutes. And I am like, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to enjoy that, are they? He's, no. 
<laughs> and I was like, but anyway, there's this 18 minute story about this time that I like, you know, saw Matt Damon on the way to the gig. Yeah. And the big reveal at the end, surprise, it doesn't ruin it for anyone, but it, 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 it didn't happen. Like I, it happened to someone else. Someone else had told me that story and I had told it so many times and it's just got mixed up in my mind. Not, not intentionally. Literally, I thought that if you'd put me on a lie detector five minutes beforehand, I would have believed that that was true and that is what right, happened. Right, right. And I, I wonder with a thing like the Brian Williams thing where he's in like, you know, an aircraft behind one that gets shot and you're on that sort of thing and maybe you know at the start that you weren't really involved in the one that got shot or whatever and you start to fudge it a little bit and then it gets a little bit more exciting and you fudge it a little right. bit more and then you start telling this thing and you actually have kind of forgotten... Like, you know, that it didn't actually happen how you're telling it? What my, what, what, I, I had a nervous breakdown three years ago, and I talked about this at the beginning of the show, well, because of the letter that I have to read, but the, my doctor, but the, the, my doctor uh, talks about the fact that, 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 that fantasy, um, which a lot of people have and, and I think needs to be investigated more, um, is a dopamine uh, releaser. And dopamine uh, affects the neurotransmitters, which bring joy. Right. So people use fantasy as a way to release dopamine to give themselves joy to make themselves happy. When when the brain when you when you suffer from which I suffer did suffer quite a bit from anxiety and um, um, uh, depression, um, it's almost as if the brain closes in on itself. And so people sometimes you know when people say oh that person is narcissistic or self centered, what what I think that is is that you have no choice because you're so busy fighting things off you can't see anybody because right. you're inside bat doing battle and so you use anything you can to, to stave that stuff off you know and use it as drugs and alcohol and other things but also um fantasy so fantasy is a is a big part so lies are you know quick hits of just that you're telling people something that feels real as a way of creating any kind of a drip to oh that you know make yourself feel better. I mean we see this on Facebook. It's the Facebook updating of you know like yeah photos and that, and that little bit of joy or that little great thing they've done or that little meal yeah. or whatever. It's that yeah. little you little, know little hit and especially right. pictures of ourselves. And those things like, are a lie. Like as in like I'm not saying the thing itself that you're talking about didn't right. happen, but as a representation of you and your life. Yes. You're only telling the world that tiny little the, bit. The, mo the know. most dangerous words are the ones that say, like, when you when you're given the option to publish, right? You know, on a on a website, you know, publish or compose a tweet. Nobody's fucking. Comp how, how about shit through your fingers? Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or lie. Why doesn't it just say lie? You know what I mean? Tell a fib. You know, as opposed. Sorry, to I'm been busy composing all day. I'm a, I'm a composer now. <laughs> Yeah, music, no tweets. I compose yeah, I tweets, composing tweets and publishing yeah. stuff on my Facebook page. I, I'd like you to call me the maestro. Mm -hmm. uh, you you composing? Yeah, tweets. Have you published anything? Oh fuck, I no. have been publishing Facebook updates all day. I'm in the publishing industry now. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, publishing and composing, publishing the shit out of it. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so what do you want to um, do with the show? Like, what what's What's the actual point? Like, and I don't mean the point of the show. I mean, what's, you know what? what's the point of doing the show? 
just entertaining the shit out of people, doing something that's super creative, ma- making people feel the way that I felt when I walked out of Claudio Dorty's show, which uh-huh. was like, oh my God, that was fucking not at all what I thought I was going in to say. She's an amazing example of yeah, the, the very thing we were talking about, which is I, I, her show, I, I mean, I just thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it, A, makes... Like I mean, it does make sense, but it makes no sense. Like none of it is traditionally what. If you sat down and went, "Is this comedy?" Like she makes it comedy. Yeah. And then there's a whole bit in the show, and again, I won't spoil it because it's not mine to spoil. But there's a whole bit in that fucking show where you're not even sure if it's the show anymore. Like part of the show is her doing this whole thing where it makes the audience really fucking uncomfortable about whether the show's still happening or not. Is she fucking great? I've seen two of her shows the first one i saw the sea monster show i was just like well what an amazing way to use the space yeah she's amazing and so i thought why am i not doing something like that why am i not using the space that's been given to me so graciously why am i not using that space to i've done stand-up i've done lots of it and not that this isn't funny i'm trying very hard to be funny and entertaining but why am i not just taking more advantage of the space and why not i'm not giving the people that are coming in to see something why not? I'm a I'm a creative person, and I've written television, and I've done other things. Why not giving them something a little bit more? Uh, uh, but then that's now because then now I don't want to compare myself to other shows because it, it, people can come out there and just talk. And there, are oh people, no, I don't. I, don't th- I think you've got to find. I think I just felt like I want to challenge myself to see if there's more that I can do. What 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 more can I do? How can I make my what I do more interesting for me too? So, but yeah. I think that's that's all you need to do. You know what and, I mean? And it, it's it's letting what's inside you out in the right way. Because yeah. I agree with everything that you're saying, and I love all those shows. Yeah. And the most stupid thing in the world for me to do is would be to adopt any of that. Mine is taking it internal. Like my journey is yes. the same as yours. Yeah. Like I've got rid of every. Like I don't even move on stage anymore. You know, like it's literally a microphone and it's black. And mm-hmm. it's me because all that journey that I'm having, that creative journey is meant to be internal. Like talk about more interesting things or construct your set in a more interesting way right. internal right. and take all that other shit away. But right. I'm trying to do the exact same thing you're doing. I'm trying to express what it is that I have to say yes. and who I am in the way that I've always liked for me. That's why I love podcasting is because I'm a person who likes creating the image like with language and imagining. It's like why I like listening to things more than I like watching things. You right. know? But you're much more visual. You've always had a great look. You've always had a great aesthetic. You've always had a great design. Oh, and it yeah. doesn't mean – you know those things should kind of be reflected in – when you have your own show and your own space, the things that can sometimes make you stand out and go, oh, this guy looks a bit different. If you're on a show – oh, we did a show the other night. Okay, so we did one of the best shows in town, Hot Tub uh, at the Virgil. Yeah. But it it, it was one of those nights where everybody else but you went out there in, like, you know, a baggy sweater and, like, you know, a certain sort of, like, a younger sort of look. And you come out looking like you look. And you look not out of place. That's not the right word. But you look different. Like, you've gone to an effort. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, whereas everyone there has gone to an effort to look like... I'm, sometimes I look at these comments and I'm, I'm not even sure where you, where you buy those sort of clothes. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like, those clothes yeah. aren't clothes that anyone would want to wear. Like, yes. where do you buy those clothes? Yes. And how do you get... Anyway, whatever. In your own show, you have the opportunity to then create your own... Like, in the same way as maybe a Sam or a Claudia or whatever could go to a show at the fucking laugh factory or whatever. And that everyone would just be like, sorry, no, 
this is terrible and they yes. will have a terrible time. Yes. But in your own room, in your own space, you can create your own vibe and your own world. Right. And right. And I think, and I think, yes, exactly. And I think that's sort of the thing that is really interesting to me now is to say, I think I need to create my own world and be in it. I right. think I have to find a world to go be in. I don't want to try and shove this into the improv. No, I don't. And I've been in the improv and I've had a fine time in the improv and I've been like the thing, but I'm like, I think I need to create a universe and go live in it and see if someone will show up there and enjoy it. You know what I mean? I think I, I, I need to create a room that's filled with voodoo and make it my own weird thing and see if anyone wants to come and play in there because I, 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 <laughs> I had this conversation with my sister the other night and a couple other people. And I said, the weirdest thing about people that come to see my comedy, no, this is when I was in Tacoma the other night and I was talking to a couple of real, like I have some fans sometimes that dress like me and a uh -huh. couple of fans that like had Mohawks and you know, Argyle. See, and that's what shit. I meant. And we were, we had a really big laugh. <laughs> I had a sold out show and it went fine. It was a good show. But yeah. afterwards we were laughing going, it's so funny. The people that come to see you don't like your comedy at all. Right. And I go, they don't. <laughs> They really don't. They really, really don't. Not the stuff that really makes us laugh, right? They go, no, not at all. I go, you know, because I came out and I started talking about the women in the hotel I was staying in. I go, you know, if I had told that to Dave, I, this is one of the right. things I was sort of, I was sort of moaning the, the death of the podcast saying, if I had come in and told Dave that, that it, there was a crafting convention in my hotel and every woman there looked like Kathy Bates, Right. We would have talked for 20 minutes about uh -huh. it and we probably would have gotten a bit out of it that would have gone into the ether, but we'd have done 20 minutes on it and every podcast listener would have fucking died. Right. And then we could have probably repeated it on, a, or if we'd done well, it at a live podcast. Yeah. Or, everybody... the, or they would have repeated it to you. Right. Like back to you because it's like such an iconic idea that has stuck with them. Right. Weirdly enough, Kathy Bates is a, a good example because we had a conversation, Charlie and I, about uh, very early on in the TOEFOP podcast about... Um, it was a time travel hypothetical scenario, yeah, and it had to do with something. And I can't say I can't even I can't even remember what the bit was, but it had to do with time travel. But you had to have sex with Kathy Bates. I can't really remember right. what the rest of it was, but everyone else remembers, right? Like it's one of those things that people come up to me and talk to me about, and I'm like, I can't even quite remember what it is that we said about it, right? But it's clearly and in that awesome subset that is right. our universe in our collective tofop walking the room universe which is my favorite place in the world where that subset is and where that where where i where i want to be comedically those people would have gotten it yeah that's where i want to live right and in that other universe where people come to see me because it's comedy night or they remember an old comedy central thing or they read the book or whatever i just am not having that much fun no. and i'm not getting to be the person that i genuinely am even when i write so that's what I'm trying to do is find that, go to that subset and say, I really want to create stuff here. This right. is where I want to create. And, and, um, and this is where I, this is where I need to wear a pink suit with the pink plaid suit. And I have to bring my guitar and then we'll do this. And I can still go do stand up, but it just is not, it's not, it's nothing's living there. I'm going backwards there. And, and, and they don't want to talk about the crafting that's happening in the hotel and all the wool and they I don't. want to talk about they've and, got and, no wool interest and at they all. don't want they're, they're ironically never, they're, they're wearing cardigans gonna, and they don't care they're never <laughs> going to want to talk there aren't and they're not and they're never <laughs> going to want to talk about the guy and his father in the den right. and being put down in the fucking yard with the know. gun peacefully no. they're never going to want to talk about the australian steinbeck no. that to me is better than anything in my act does that make sense yeah that's where i want to go 
that to me is like to me that is to me that's the gold of having a brain and having a comedy like the absurdity and the fun of that is way more interesting to me and that releases dopamine in my head that's way more important than you know whatever you know whatever mundanity that i can do that appeases tacoma Oh, that just sounded so fucking sanctimonious. Whatever <laughs> mundanity <laughs> I can do to appease Tacoma. That was just so That awful. is one of that the so best <laughs> sentences I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh my God, that was so awful. Was when, did, when did you turn into Marin? Oh my God, that's so fuck? awful. But Mickey, but Marin's, love, <laughs> Marin's happy to go to Tacoma. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Such an uh, idiot. Greg, uh, we, we, when are you going to Australia? Where can people see you? Uh, how I'll how be, do they find out about I'll it? I'll be, uh, they can go to the uh, web, the, uh, uh, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival um, website. And uh, the King Sweater. My Twitter feed is at Gregory Barrett. Um, I am the Kingsweater.com. That's my website. And um, yeah, Gregory Barrett. Or not uh, Gregory Barrett at Twitter. That's uh, the easiest. Okay, uh, my free will tour uh, is on sale. In fact, in fact uh, it's on in Adelaide in like a week. So if you are in Adelaide and would like to come and see the free will show, do that. The first four nights are, uh, are what we call preview nights, so they're cheaper. Uh, basically, that's because it's a brand new show, so I'm obviously running it in. But I'm I'm excited already about where I'm at. So if you're the sort of person who likes to come along on those nights where I, I find those nights sometimes the most fun nights because. I'm discovering it all at the same time the audience is. And there is a, an excitement in that, in being in that moment. Yeah. But it's not for everyone. If you want the Polish show, come in the last weekend. If you want to come and see me work it out and have some fun, come earlier in the run. You know, yeah. I like to give yeah. people fair warning. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane, uh, just come, because by then I've done it for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, I'll be doing free will there as well. And then uh, I've got some American dates and stuff after that, but we'll get to that later in the year. I've got some London shows and, and all those sort of things. I do want to mention, because I'm going to put this one up today, uh, that I will be uh, in Santa Barbara on Saturday night doing set list. On Monday night, I will be back at Hot Tub doing that show Eddie Peppertone's on and uh, I'm sure a bunch of other really funny people uh, and on Tuesday night I will be doing Put Your Hands Together they're my last LA gigs until like because I leave on Wednesday until I am back sort of end of April so if you want to come out and see me Monday night at Hot Tub or Tuesday night at UCB for Put Your Hands Together uh, oh we should say uh, Tuesday yeah. night I'll be I am the King Sweater at UCB also, uh, you should mention uh, you are producing Dave Anthony's Hothead. Ah, uh, yes, definitely. In, we should mention in, that. In uh, Australia, you should go see that. And the dollop is some time. And then Walking the Room's already sold out, but the dollop. Yeah, I uh, know the dollop. Yeah, so I think the dollop might be sold out as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Everyone's looking for bigger venues. Good on all of you guys. But here's what I would say is also go and see everybody's shows. Yes. Uh, because all the people who are there, and there's a lot of guest Charlies who are at the festival as well, and not just Greg and Dave, but like, you know, there's uh, Justin and, oh, anyway, yes. look, there's a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and see their Go shows. See the Lindsay shows. Webb support his show. Uh, you know, like, anyway, there's heaps uh, Felicity, Celia, all these sort of yeah. people. Go and see Jen them. Jen Kirkman. Uh, Jen Kirkman, of course. Yeah, Jen's coming out. Definitely go and see Jen's show. Uh, so uh, She's and I are on the, the road show together. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that'll be That's brilliant. Gonna be trouble. That is going to be, oh, gonna be awesome. Trouble. Yeah. That's what you should film. That's going to be. That's great. a documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a documentary. Okay, so tell me this. Um, uh, oh no, so this is what I want to say to people: is like definitely support the podcast, and of course we always love that. But uh, go and see the solo shows as well. That is, at the end of the day, the best way to support the podcast is support the people in their solo work. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. Is that yeah? So go and see Dave's show. 
there will be a live tofu up at some stage, but we're not announcing it until you buy tickets to my fucking show. So yeah, buy some tickets. Do to it. My go to a show. show yeah. and get then, your shit together. Uh, all right, I think that's it. Yep, yep, that's it. Oh, oh no, I should say this. Uh, we got dad t-shirts. Uh, the two hundredth t-shirt, the Fofengers t-shirt, uh, is up at Astoy Merchandise, and the poster is up on James Fosdyke's Red Bubble page with all the other posters and t-shirts from the olden days. So uh, check those out as well. All right, guys, thanks, Greg. <laughs>